0: I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the Audio Diary of a Peculiar Character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of A Peculiar Character at peculiarcharacter.com. I mentioned my last entry that I brewed last weekend. In sitting down with my homebrewery spreadsheet... And I wrote a longer blog post about how I'm using that to help me manage both my brewing and increasingly uh, my pipeline and my tap rotation. I realized that I was going to have a gap going into the fall winter season, starting to switch over to think about dark beers from the hoppier, lighter beers that I've made in the spring and the summer of this year. One of the aspects for me anyway, of the recipes for these darker beers is that often they involve uh, conditioning for much longer, than the traditional lighter beers that I make. I already have in the fermenter a braggot, that's a combination between a honey wine or a mead and a beer, that I'll keep down for about another month at this point. The next beer I had planned to make would have gone down for six months, which would have led to a bit of a dried spell on the tap side of my home brewery. I at first thought I might make a half batch. That was an enjoyable experience. I did two experimental ones for the braggot to get the recipe dialed in and get some practice before making the full all grain batch. Then I realized that I actually had a pretty smooth day of it on my own. When I made my best bitter this year, that beer also was quite drinkable. One I was very proud of. And in that instance, pulled a full batch. I thought I might make a variation on that same beer and do it again as a solo brew day. I have a note to myself to develop a recipe with rye in it. I like it in other beers, and I like rye whiskey. I wasn't sure what to make in terms of rye beer. It's not something that I read or researched. I lucked into just under a pound of caramel rye. So, this is a almost candy-like malt. It's a different treatment. It's not like your usual malted barley. And it happens to be made from rye. A friend of mine pointed out that this meant because of the way it was processed, that the rye flavor might not be as strong depending on what I was looking for. I wrote on the blog how I did a malt sensory evaluation, specifically this caramel rye, if you want sort of my impressions and some pictures of what that malt, that grain does in a beer on its own. My bitter recipe uses a little bit of crystal or caramel malt, about 8%. I had just enough to swap out the caramel rye for that crystal malt. And figured that might be an interesting subtle variation. So instead of making the same beer again, I'd be making very close to it in terms of just practicing my craft, but in terms of what was on my tap, it would be similar, but a little bit different. Because I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess I don't have enough reasons to fail in the first place. That wasn't the only thing I decided to experiment with, with this beer. This solar brew day was a bit of an, an equipment test. I upgraded my fittings, this is something on my social media that I talked about, to quick disconnects of a certain style called cam locks to just make it a lot easier to reconfigure my pumps throughout the brew day. Uh, I need them in to be hooked up in different ways to accomplish different things. Using a hose clamp uh, to a hose barb is just laborious. You have to unscrew the, uh, the worm clamp and then re-screw it. The cam locks just snap off and snap back on as it turns out in practice, they worked exactly as advertised and that part of it actually went incredibly smoothly. It went so smoothly. I got overconfident. I forgot where to put my plate chiller correctly in the line between my brew kettle and my fermenter to make sure that it flowed correctly and everything cooled well. That means that this batch came up short, unfortunately, like my mild did back in May. Just a hair under four gallons not quite as bad uh, But still making me a little grumpy on the day that I made such a simple mistake that I should have known better Otherwise, I think it turned out well the two other things that I did in terms of processes and ingredients is I used a little bit of Lyle's golden syrup This is a, a light invert sugar syrup from Britain It's easy to get on Amazon and it's a traditional adjunct used in British brewing I wanted some experience to see what this actually does there's a lot of folklore about in terms of it does nothing it feeds the yeast in a different way it supports different metabolic pathways that produce better esters and bring forth more of the british yeast character i just wanted to try firsthand to see for myself what my impressions were of adding a small amount of that into a a known recipe how it might affect it and the other thing i did is an open ferment in the primary usually I keep an airlock on my fermentation vessel all throughout the process to prevent contamination. There's again, some theories that this does something in terms of how easily the the CO2 escapes from the beer and how that affects the life cycle of the yeast and ultimately the flavor of the beer that you're producing. Traditionally, again, British beers were often made with an open ferment. And actually I've seen modern breweries that, that brew in the British style that ferment open. This is not wild, mind you. I'm not trying to attract things from any environment Uh, that is definitely doable. Uh, I did not believe five or six years ago that this was possible in the homebrew scale, but people are doing it now. This is a different thing. It's still a clean environment. It's still very tightly managed. It's just open to more gas exchange than it would be with an airlock. So I will definitely be sharing impressions of how I think the caramel rye, the golden syrup and the open primary fermentation affected this beer when I keg it in a handful of weeks. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% Recycled Bits, except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States license. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.